interview with Gavin McAnally from Domination Festival. Here we go. Uh, right, how did it all start? How did Domination all start? <laughs> well, so, I was, uh, again, in metal music quite late. I get metal music when I was about 19, so not the usual story. Oh, my dad liked Metallica, fucking Slayer or thing. So, I was at dance music and fucking pop and all the usual nonsense. And then uh, a friend gave me this VHS tape that had fucking Incubus and Marlon Manson and early Slipknot. That's sort of 99, 2000 period, probably a push. Maybe 98. So, I get, I get any at that point. Pretty, I really enjoyed it right from the start, and then it was the Ozfest one. It was Ozfest 2001, then the Milton Keynes Bowl, and then they done the Ozfest 2002, and then it was first download in 2003. So at that point, I was a bit like, well, I quite well, I like, I quite like this, but fucking, can you tell you the difference between a guitar and a drum kit? No, I mean, so I was never getting the musician route, so I was a bit like, okay, what else? How did I get involved? How did I get involved in this this scene and uh, promoting seemed like an obvious. Because at the start, you're looking to download, and the bands that I was into very quickly were Agent Speedtown and One Minute Silence and Stamping Ground and fucking Dare I Say Lost Profits. And I mean, the, the, the band that shall not be, the, the band that shall not be mentioned. Uh, uh, so you're, you're looking at the, the early Bloodstock, you know, the early downloads, and you're it's Bowling for Soup and Disturbed and so, so I'm crying out at the time like oh I would love to go and see Stamping Ground like playing this, this album I'm loving it and you're like you're getting wee 25 minute sets in the full stage rather than what I was what I was looking for at that time when yeah. I was a fan so I thought there's, there's a wee there's a mark. I never knew Bloodstock existed even if it did back then it was a power metal festival there was no, nothing else kind of doing that type of music I thought well let's let's a harm and try to get a few grand together and stick something in a pub we'll get, uh, we'll get some bands we'll stick them in a pub and we'll, uh, we'll see if we can attract some fans and then that snowballed to be good. Rage of Speed on and Sixth and Entombed and Go Rotted and that first year sold a thousand tickets and that's exactly, was that first show I've ever done was the first damnation. Wow, that's impressive stuff. Aye, that was a bit scary. There's something about ignorance is bliss in that situation when you look back and realise you don't have stage managers and you don't have stage times. I mean, something as basic as stage times. There was, there was some real amateur ever stuff going on in that first year which thankfully uh, it just been such a good day that people sort of overlooked. Yeah. So did you sell tickets for it? So we sold tickets from the first year, they just went through like, um, I can't remember who it was, it's called C tickets and uh, it went on sale but it was like £13 a ticket for 14 bands and as I say they were good, but it was good bands, I mean Speed Tall and Sixth and that were all doing decent numbers at the time so it did sell out to a thousand, a thousand fans which was... Uh, at the time, it just seemed like man, never knew any difference. So, certainly, the thousand fans seemed great, but then it seemed like it's spectacular as it would like now. I mean, you start as a promoter and check out a thousand figures, it's fucking near, on impossible. near impossible. So, I uh, started well and it was, I enjoyed, it was a good day. And that's, that's your question, how it started. Amazing. That's right. So, how did they move to. Did you start off in Leeds or did you start off in Manchester and then move? We were in Manchester, a place called Jelly's Rock World, which is now a Tesco. And uh, I think it was Oxford Road. I'm from Glasgow, so there was no real link to any of these cities for me personally. It was just a case of that's where the venue was available to to start the festival. Yeah. And we went there. So the first year, it was a Sunday. They had a club night, very successful club night on Saturday. And they weren't keen and giving it up to allow anything to happen. So in the second year, we, we fought to try and get it again. They said no. And by the third year, after the second sale, well, we need to go somewhere else. I want it to be a Saturday. Yeah. Want to start? I think it started at 4pm. 
So I was like, I'd like it to start at noon. Yeah. Like, if I'm only a festival field, so... Uh, yeah. We asked about in Manchester, tried the academy and had the same sort of restrictions and curfews. So we went for... Um, we found the Leeds Met University, which we'd done for one year in uh, 2007, which was a great big main stage, but a terrible second stage. Right. That we had, like, Anil Nathrak and a Bortig and 13, 14, and, like, five, six, seven hundred fans were trying to get into a room that maybe take 400 of them, so that, so that didn't work, and then we ended up at Leeds, well, we were until, uh, until this year. Amazing. Um, okay, so, what, had you been thinking about moving to Manchester for a while, or was it just a, what, we need bigger, we need to get no, this, no, so, what, what was happened, what's happened is, I, I was that's happy enough and Leeds happy enough in that venue. But what was happening with what does happen with damnation, damnation fans like to come through the door. We felt like a tangent actually, uh, at noon. Uh, at yep. doors opening. Yeah. They want to go and see open the band, they want to go and see the Inferno see, they want to see June, yeah. Boss Kerloid. The damnation fans no buying a ticket just to go and see OPF. So no. But what was happening was that you're selling three thousand tickets, so some of these stages are only taking like six hundred, eight hundred, fourteen hundred. So you're quickly getting a situation where you're getting a thousand fans trying to see fucking the thermal scene. Like last year, I managed to leave, I can't remember who I was watching at the time, but I left them early to yeah. make sure I went to watch June, but a friend yeah. of mine, they were queuing yeah. down the I stairs. Mean, like, it was, it was that's no dis- I mean, we booked June, so there's no just disrespect to June, but that fucking stage takes 900 people. <laughs> you couldn't get in. No, no, June's next show will not be 900 people. No, I mean, no, so no, not at all. It's the example of the, how the damnation fan is. Like, when they come, it's like they want to make a deal of it. They want yeah. to see the bands. Absolutely. Stroll in at nine o'clock, catch a headline band, no, and then walk away. And then that becomes an issue because if you're a fan, you want to see June, yeah. Man Must Die, an abduction, and you can't see them. You sit in a queue in your face, yeah. shit. I mean, yeah. so and we, we recognise that. So there was um, there was an annoyance that we just couldn't get the balance right. There right. wouldn't be any other option than book shite bands. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed to be the only way to stop people getting on these stages was to book shite bands. And uh, we were not, obviously not going to do that. So <laughs> the, the, I had to go somewhere bigger. And I'd noticed that Outbreak Festival had found this arena in Manchester before. OK, let's. Let's at least give it a bash. If it doesn't work, then okay, we can always. There's no, yeah, no severed relationship. At least we could always go back there and attempt it again. But yeah. so far, so good. Well, we're doing well for this year, so it looks like it's it's there for the future. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Um, oh, I don't have a question. It's gone. Okay. Um, what has been your favourite? Uh, do you have a favourite lineup year for Damnation? Uh, do you know what? I, I think I'm a bit contrary with this one. It's probably not my favourite lineup year, but it's the year that I lost money. It was uh, 2009, <laughs> right? And I think because the lineup was so fucking brilliant, but it still lost money. I'm a bit like, I'm defensive, right? <laughs> because, because you were talking, it's uh, with Life Agony, Electric Wizard, oh. uh, Destruction, This Will Destroy You, Lock Up played, Rotten Crimes played, Red Jesus played, Anathema played, yeah, like, if you put that line up on now for this year, it would sell out in minutes. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know if they were just uh, we never struck a chord with people that year. The advertisement was there, people felt 2008 was too busy with carcass. Yeah, we just never done the ticket sales, we even lost money. But I always look at that post like, 
Oh, that's so, the one. That's the one. That, I mean, that's the fucking one. That, so, uh, aye, that 2009 was a cracker. Uh, although I do know, look at some of the other fights since they're not pretty spectacular as well. But the 2009 sticks with me because because people didn't agree at the time. Right. And then ultimately, when I this will destroy you, you know, head, almost headline in the main stage here. Yeah. Uh, Alanchi Wizard are headlining the Psycho Las Vegas and fucking Desert Fest and Woodburn and the Life Agony. There was a lot of really good stuff on that year that wow. just people never. We had therapy that year as well. There was like a lot of, a lot of good stuff. So, <laughs> aye. Oh you haven't had like this. It was a good year. Uh, you've got a, a, a reputation for being open and honest with the people that go to them. Yep. Did that Was that a conscious thing or did that just evolve? No, it's it not one of you. It's, it's not about me. Right? So I was the easiest thing was like, I get that quite a lot. Or you're quite open, uh, open and transparent. You're honest with people. It was almost as if that was a talent. Like I was great at football, then a thousand keep you up. So I was like, no, that's the easiest thing. Because I just being yourself yeah. but you can see why people see that as a compliment because there's so much bullshit you get fails from yeah. the industry I mean there's not many festivals that you can point to that, that are people that are open as that I think people genuinely really appreciate that yeah. about them and I think that's the reason why people buy tickets without even seeing the line which is certainly why I do it, it it's a weird one because at the very start so you're young at 23 when I started Damnation and you're trying to get right okay how do you mimic or grow into being what the industry is not like so when you look at these bigger events and they're successful yeah. and you see them losing bands and they're telling people why changing days adding stuff in fucking ticket sales are not getting refunded for clearly refunded issues yeah and you're like uh, okay, that doesn't seem like the best business practice, but these guys are all still making millions of pounds, they're all the biggest events. And so there was a wee bit, maybe, maybe between like uh, 2006, maybe 2010, 11, where it's not that I was ever any less honest, I just wasn't as open about it. I mean, like, exactly how things were going. Yeah. At some point, when I'm a newspaper editor for five years, been a journalist since I was 19, at some point I realised, well, this is, once you look peep behind the curtain, it's not quite as impressive as you think it is, you know, these yeah. guys now, a lot of them are just winging it, yeah. as I am now too, but, <laughs> so there was never any real playbook that was, this is the way to do it, and yeah. ultimately, the more transparent we became, especially, it really triggered it when they got to the, the pandemic and, like, a lot of events were just bullshitting ticket sales, yeah. they yeah. were never happening, Absolutely, and yeah. when we decided, like, early, like, we're just going to take tickets off sale, because it was this, didn't like the idea of selling a ticket to an event I didn't know could happen, yeah. and then that's when it's, this whole thing seemed to be coming, and then I've kind of leaned into a wee bit with the podcast, and just be like, okay, well, because where does it go, who are you going to upset, I mean, an agent, a manager, well, so, so fuck, I mean, ultimately, these people, I think, the biggest complaint is going to be, Oh, you know, you're too honest with the fans, well, you know what that's... Uh, that's not... That's not... It's not a terrible insult, and it's not like I'm out here since, you know, this band will cost that much, or this band's rider, you know, like, we're not... It's not expose I mean, I know there's a lot of confidential stuff that happens, that yeah. stays professional, and stays... that doesn't go public, however, yeah. I think there's a definitely a... A, big, a more level of transparency that, that some of these uh, events can manage and take away for and if Damnation has done extra ticket sales for it well there's your motivation for doing that because if people are going to buy tickets to the event yep. because you've been up front with them then yeah. go for it absolutely um, sorry sorry <laughs> not at all. Not at all. What's different about this year? What's different about this year? Yes. So you have. So it was supposed to be four, four stages, but you've been before. It's been four stages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's now three, but it's 
in a weird way, because we were getting into this fucking huge 6,000 capacity main stage, and then you've got two second stages, but you're reducing the clashes because there's nothing to clash with the main stage. Right. So you can now go and see, so it's going to be like Ministry, At The Gates, Converge, My Dying Bride, <laughs> uh, and those bands, there's no choice now with them. I'm not, I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like, like, if you don't like them, there's nothing else to do. You fucking go and get yourself <laughs> a food or drink. But I'm saying is like, it's not like it's been in the past with that nation. You're kind of, ah, shit, I really like Imperial Trump, Triumphant, but I also really like OPF. So, yeah. And then I'm kind of doing that. And then what will happen when the, the second and third stages, one will be extreme, decapitated, pig destroyer, full of hell, despised icon, and one will be that doom and prog. We lost to see Elder Paul Bearer. So then, you know what? Danish fans, you, you tend to have quite a good taste in music, and probably will like both, but you kind of know how you feel about that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You're a bit like, I'm in the mood for a Paul Bearer. Yeah. So nod my head for a bit, I'm in the mood for a bit of Pig Destroyer and batter fuck at the game right. scene, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I think clashes are a bit more palatable with people when they, they can see why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's not two thrash bands clashing, you're a bit like, fuck, I'd like to see yeah. both of them in the mood for both. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So, how did the podcast come about then? Over the did that was just like just a Both chat them. with a couple of friends and just... Both them. Well, it was, first off, it was like, well, I'm a journalist, you know what I mean? So it was, yeah, well, if you've got one skill and an accent, it's a wee bit. So that's a bit difficult for people to get across. I mean, maybe why it took me as long to start, but it was both them. You're like, you're stuck in. I get, as I explained earlier, you get into the music scene or the industry because you. You try to find a path and you run a musician, so you didn't have that, so you find it in promoting, yeah. and then that gets taken away from you for two years. Yeah. So, for the first <laughs> year since you're 23, there's, you've got nothing to offer, you've got nothing to do. Like, that's something you kind of go and see a gig, yeah. you kind of promote a gig, yeah. you get down another year, but like everybody's stuck in that same system. It's about, well, still want to talk about it, still care, like, yeah. I'm still interested in what yeah. these bands are doing. And then you're a bit like, well, you, you get that insight, and you get the insight of being a promoter, you get the ability of being a journalist and then as you said there's that open transparency that you think listening to some of these metal podcasts is just fucking waffle I mean it's just yeah just the same shit you're reading in the magazine so like, you get to end it and there's nothing tangible you've not actually learned anything in it. it's just like some fucking persona that a band that a singer's told you and you're like I, I, I don't know anything about what that guy's feelings were playing the main stage of Bloodstock or how he get booked for that tangent like I don't yeah. fucking know anything that's different other than fucking blue sky thinking and circle back nonsense so yeah uh, there was that and that took uh, people liked it there was yeah. a it's a niche within a niche within a niche you know what i mean so you're never you're not gonna be joe rogan now but <laughs> yeah it's like I, I, i'm dealing with the extreme metal bands and uh they already know about damnation fans that already know about damnation which in itself in the grand scale has got a small event and um, so it was done with that in mind that there's no pressure for it to be in. It doesn't need, they need advertisers, they need anything. But you know, a few thousand listeners per episode, you're thinking, like, if I stood in a stage in front of a few thousand people, I'd be shit myself, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was a bit like, well, good, I'm looking forward to it. And it did well. But then, my dad, a free newspaper editor, Damnation started again. There was a lot of other stuff. I mean, I, I'm really keen to go back to it. And I will go back to it. But yeah. it's just like there's a lot on because you need to. So it's interview, do the interview, get it sent away, get it yeah. all packaged up, production, then you need to promote it, and then you feel like 
if you're not going to promote it and get rid of it the, the social media sites that you're doing a disservice to the guest and I mean asking somebody to come and give you tours of their time and then you're not pushing it yeah. and that becomes I'm, the one thing I'm, that I'm not great at self-promotion I mean I'm quite happy to promote that nation but I'm not going to sit here and force my oh listen to my podcast because it seems like that whole new oh by the way I'm a vegan thing now. I mean <laughs> oh don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, do you, how do you know someone's a vegan because they'll tell you exactly that's how we podcast now they'll tell you you've got one anyway. and, and I know why people are a bit like when, you, when they first hear it it's like oh fuck I've heard some of the podcasts that people do me listening and they're absolute dog shakes so, <laughs> uh, and there's no it's a lot and it's a lot as well for people to get it's like you need to how much can you choose to listen to in an hour or an hour and a half yeah fucking an unlimited amount of great new music professionally done podcasts fucking audio books and I mean for something that I should give you an hour and a half your time listening it's like I appreciate the amount of folk have done it yeah and, uh, I've it I'm hoping to get back to it. I'm, I'm, my plan is to get back to it. I, I found them fascinating. I must admit, I really enjoyed them. I don't usually listen to that kind of stuff, but I made an exception for that because yeah. they were genuinely interesting to me. Anyway. Well, well, I appreciate you saying it was weird because we were getting what happens, you would get those. You're not down like astronomical numbers, and it's not like something you're making, but you were getting like a band would get in touch with you for Newcastle and say, like, I've been, we've been in a band for 15 years and literally learned more in four episodes of Damnation <laughs> Verses than we did in fucking like auditorium. Like, yep. what how a promoter feels, how you think, why you some bands can be, why they don't get banned because you're just gonna fucking get you, it's your fingers in the wind. I'm like, what wind's where's the wind direct? You've got no, and I, I understand that because I was myself when you can end up like, what, yeah, like. So much in the, the promotion that's like this doesn't make sense and why is it like that? And why are these bands getting it? And then you guys are like bullshit. A lot of friendships and relationships and then there's other like you think your band's getting involved, but ultimately there's just wee bits of your puzzle that are just no right for that certain event that you could right, okay. you could address. And I mean something like as simple as I said to one band on Hidemon, make just fucking music instantly available as soon as I click on that link, you know what I mean? Don't make me jump through for because you're going to have Vicky Hunger for the James Scarlet. They're yeah. getting a thousand of these, you know what I mean? And if they can't find you and it's no like fucking right there in front of them, they're just going to move on, you yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. And these daft things, that sounds so obvious when you say them. It's like some bands don't have that. It's yeah. Even established bands don't have that access to, like, just here's what we're all about very quickly, so you move on. Right. Okay. So that, that moves me on to the next point is, um, do, do you have control over who plays? I mean, there must be a myriad of different reasons why you pick bands, certain bands. So do you just say, right, I like that band, I want them to play, or is it a case of what's going to work over the day? Yeah, I mean, I have total control um, over, over what happens. I mean, something that we're very, very strict on is there's no buy-ons at Damnation, and I don't like favours, and I don't like um, I don't like tour support. Um, if, if a tour lands, and it's fucking mean, if, uh, mm-hmm. if Converge are playing and they're bringing Phil Hill, <laughs> I will book. I will yeah. book. Well, that's a no brainer. Converge and Phil Hill. But they're also talking with Pet Brick. Now, I have nothing particular against Pet Brick, because I'm sure that'd have been a decent off putting. But yeah. was Pet Brick more exciting, more exciting than an Oceano or an Incantation? Well, to me, no, because. They were they, those three bands are playing in London if you're so desperate you want to see that too, you can yep. go down and I'll see it. But Philip Phil Helm and themselves are just an exciting band that I would yeah. book without being that tour. Yeah. Pet Brick might not have been the band that I would proactively go and approach if they weren't a tour. So there's a bit of that. Something the agents don't get that as well. They're a bit like, oh, that's just a ready made package for you can get this band for buttons when it could cost you so much more. That's not what it's about. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's about having a lineup when somebody looks at it and goes, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like, so we have total control of it, but 
Talk, we have total control over the decision making, but we have very little control over the outside factors. And the outside factors are availability. Yeah. Ultimately, the fucking bands no to them. You're just not getting them. Know what yeah. I mean, it's like why have you no know, since asleep, never played damnation. They've just never been available. You know yeah. what I mean? Then there's fees. Sometimes people just ask for ridiculous fees. They're like, are we headline backing? Yes, that's great. And I'm sure I saw the video and old fucking cranking and that, but you do 200 tickets in Leeds, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you need to be realistic about what territories you're moving into. Yeah. And there's relationships. The, the saddest part is the relationships you get with like agents and managers. So I never thought that'd be a thing 15 years ago that if I had a great relationship with you and you had 10 bands, I was much more likely to get all 10 of your bands than somebody that I never really knew. I'd probably the they were all professionals. If I send you an offer, yeah. you don't need to like me personally or know me or sit down. I mean, I understand that agents are not going to just be handing their bands out well and they to fucking failed festivals. But Danation's been going there for a long time, never collapsed once. Yeah. So take you 10 minutes to research that. Yeah. But personally, because we've never sat down and I've never patched your back or looked after one of your shy bands, then I don't get an opportunity to book your big bands and I think that's a real disservice to the bands and the fans because I, and a lot of cases I don't think the bands know that yeah. I don't think the bands know that they've not been booked for damnation I'm not because ultimately the agent never bothered us doing the work because he never thought well, the damnation what is what it is which is now soon to be fucking biggest indoor metal festival in Europe <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like it's not incredible. it's not nothing you know what I mean I'm not saying it's no no exactly. I'm not saying it's Budstock or fucking download but it's still something yeah yeah of course so. absolutely so are there any bands that you really want to book that you've not yet booked yeah yeah so I mean in different levels as well because what you get most quite exciting about the whole arena thing when you get that that amount of fans is there's an opportunity to go really under the radar. I think I, I think just as a sorry to butt in, but no I mean problem. I think what Damnation is really known for, especially with the people that I know, is promoting smaller bands. Yeah. And I think a lot of bands have gone on to have a, actually like have a big career as a using Damnation as a launch pad. Yeah. I think do you do that? It's not deliberate. It's not deliberate, but it's. It's definitely the sense we want to have those bands apart. What happens after that, and then that's all they're doing. I mean, I hope that Damnation played that as part in, in getting them that extra step up. But there's definitely the whole when you get enough fans to go and say, you know, it'd be fucking amazing, man, going to ask, we lost the seat to come across for Australia. I mean, imagine getting we lost the seat to come across, never played the UK before. And about like that band, I mean, even let's just say they play for absolutely free, the fucking flights alone are, yep. are prohibitive to doing anything. That I means so they need to tie it into a full kind of cross Europe thing. The timing needs to work for them, it needs to be the right event for them. But at the same time, at the time you're sitting as Bromo, like, that may not sell me any tickets. You know what I mean? But yeah. if Converge and the Ministry and At the Gates and My Dying Bride and Pig Destroyer and Paul Bernelda have all done their job yeah. and we have done it right promoting them, yeah. then you have a situation where they don't, we lost the sea, don't need to sell tickets, and then so hideous, they've never played the UK coming across from uh, New York to do that black and sort of jazz metal, which is fucking excellent. And just like, <laughs> it, it's just like, that's, that's great, you know what I mean? Like, some fans are going to walk into these kind of bands and be like, what the fuck, this is my new favourite band. Some bands, some fans are not going to do the research, completely miss them and find them about five years later. Yeah. And some of those going to be in between, but it's like, that's what's about being able to book your tours and what you're planning to do and then the other side of it is the big bands that have but like there's always they want to like so who have we got emperor obviously love emperor now i've never booked them neurosis never booked them sleep great band never booked them 
uh, Paul, who organised Damnation, he's a big fan of Botch, who does keep being rumours about him coming back. Yeah, that, uh, that tweet they did. Uh, was it they the keep, tweet or that little picture? It was a wee picture of a drunk kid. Yeah, who's yeah, <laughs> playing with some mates from high school. Aye, they're, do, they're, <laughs> doing, they're, doing, uh, they're doing good with that. So there's plenty of. Um, there's plenty of bigger bands as well that we've never, never got around to, to booking up with Testament. Because sometimes it'll be a man, it's not. People kind of mix up. It's not about my personal taste. Right. I mean, if you can get these wee treats dotted about the lineup that I love, Pearl, like yeah. I can fairly pick the show. We love to see. So I guess that's brilliant. But there's also plenty on a lineup where I'll book because I'm just not as good for damnation. You're going to sell tickets for a bit Testament would be a great example. Right. Like, I'm not sitting here listening to Testament album, yeah. but I'd fucking rip your hand off to book Testament because I know, <laughs> exactly. I know that they're absolute. Fucking gods in that thrash scene. Yeah, I know that the damnation fan base is going to buy into that. I yeah. know that it's going to work well for what we do. Then you get that wee bit of crossover between all those different genres. The people who I test were one of the good ones. You know what I mean? So yeah, like plenty of big bands we get to book. Plenty of small bands. I was up, but there's one band I've got in my soul idea sort of type thing. Is a band called uh, Show Me a Dinosaur. I don't know if you know him from Russia. Yeah, from Russia, yeah. From Russia. And then they've got that track Red River, which is just absolutely fucking spectacular. So, <laughs> I, there's these people, I, I, and that's what makes it exciting. Yeah. Not just like, I like Brady Speed all the knowledge gob with an Anno Naf track and Akakop, but not just again, every year going, these are four good bands that I can just continually put on this lineup. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody else, the Uprising does it, Manifest does it, Revolution does it. Yeah. They're on the stages of Bloodstock, and like, we've all just done the exact same thing, fucking anyway. Like, yeah. No one is doing so hideous, and we lost the suit. It, it must, on the back of that, it must make you happy, because I noticed in the, on the comments in the Facebook page, it, there's a couple of people that said, oh, I've never heard of We Lost the Sea, I listened to them, and now I can't wait to watch We Lost the Sea. Yes. It's that kind of thing that must make you think, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, it's like, well, that, you're taking that fun, isn't it? Because at the start, you're a bit like, you ever done that with your mates? You got a band and you oh, sit down in the pub and yep. you go, oh, listen to this band, and you're a bit like, I hope they like it. <laughs> it's just like a bigger gamble version of that because it's £65, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I really hope you fucking like it because I want you to buy a ticket. But ultimately, the validation is the same, isn't it? It's like, here's a band that I found that I'm fair in love with. Here I'm presenting with you guys. Yeah. I hope you fall in love with them too, and then, and more often than not, fuck do. And also, there's like you have to accept it. Damnation, you're gonna get people to go to damnation. Absolutely hate the other thing. That's that's necessary. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't. There's no point putting an extreme stage and then having a, a doom and, and prog stage, and then everybody saying, "Oh, my favourite band was Despise Icon and the Witch." No, I mean, you're like. <laughs> I, sorry, I like you both from but everybody just likes every fucking band. <laughs> All you get is like, how many clashes at this fucking festival? Oh, I mean, it would be a nightmare. Right. <laughs> so there's a bit, there's a bit. That I understand that. And there's, see, as long as people aren't being critical just for the fucking thing of being a dick. Yeah. Like, just like, well, what you'll get is, I don't know any bands in this lineup that look shite. Like, well, it's clearly not an event for you, is it? <laughs> I mean, like, if you if listen to all 27 bands and you hate them all, they're like, well, that's probably not an event for you either, but at least you've gave it a shot. Yeah. But it's much easier to dismiss somebody that goes like, oh, they've only heard that they picked the one favourite band. They, yeah. pick, they pick the band that's three quarters away down the bill saying they should headline, just because it's a band that they're like, yeah, 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 okay, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Jog on. <laughs> so, uh, I take it the plan is to stay at Manchester? Yeah, that's the... That's the foreseeable. I mean, I've been asked that a few times because it's about okay, what happens next? And usually when you're in Leeds and you get quite comfortable, you're like, oh, well, okay, that's what's going to happen in 2023, 2024. But genuinely, the, the focus at the minute is just making sure this year works because it's fucking, there's a lot to get right. I yeah. Mean, for a quite a demanding fan base as well. So 
Well, well, trying to make sure that that happens, that everything goes well, that the food's good, that the access to toilets are good, that the, the bone stuff, it's no bone for a fan when they're there, yeah. and they want to get a, a drink at a reasonable price, or a burrito, or a fucking toilet, as we covered yeah. in shit. So, it's that stuff we're working on at the minute, so if the fans come, and it's like a screaming success, you'd be like, okay, well, let's, let's double down on this, you know what I mean? Let's yeah. get these 6,000 fans back next year, maybe another big bumper pre-show, and take it for there. So, are there any plans for the... Oh, no, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but are there any plans for the fight? I know you keep people there asking is, about that all there the is, time, Well, there is, because the problem with this is there's, it should already be there, and it should be announced and understand that people have like, got hotels to book, they'll get the holidays to take from what they know. The problem with this first year, first line was financial. Yeah. It's like moving into this fucking astronomically different in place like <laughs> Fairleeds uh, University. So, I didn't want, and, and like what have we seen this year? Nothing with cancellations left right and centre, right? So Darnish is not going to go down that route. Yeah. So what has to be the absolute priority is protecting the Saturday, protecting Darnish, making sure ticket sales well, and that's all legitimately secure before we can even start turning your attention. They were there. I mean, I've been there now for a wee while, but yeah, it's about the what do you do and keep this production in for another day and what bands are available and that. so there is there's absolutely a plan to get something uh, for damnation for the a night of salvation ultimately but now I'm scrambling or we're scrambling for what bands are available what bands will do something different what bands will do yeah. an album set something a bit, a bit quirky and I mean I like what's the point last year they're doing four spectacular album sets and then this year just going oh here's like four bands oh, yeah. exactly. just a normal run of the mill cake ah, so that's what the, the, there's that and that comes with some bands don't want to do an album set it's quite Playing, so aye, there's a what's good about it is this year it's a bit of a test, and we can be flexible if we get our hands in some really big fucking bands. We can use big rooms and sell lots of tickets. If we get our hands in really good bands but are smaller, we can use a smaller room, yeah. keep it a bit cheaper for people. So there is something's going to happen, and it'll be good. Whatever happens, but at the minute, like I don't even have something to write out of the bag of the fact there is a Friday, oh, yeah. but we're trying to put that together now. Right. Okay. Um, what about? Is <laughs> a personal question? What about, what's going on with the canteen bar? The canteen. <laughs> okay, okay. The first you, person, I, I've been interviewed a lot, but the first person to ask about the canteen bar. So, <laughs> so here's what I was doing because I don't like the, I don't like the idea of VIP. Right. I don't like the idea of that separation of VIP. I don't think it sits well with all the street. So, but at the same time. Spade to spade, I mean, it's like someone's going to have a ticket that does something different, so, yeah. you know, but like, I clearly, I want a, my idea is, I want a forum pass, a forum sort of angle, like, for people that are there. Yeah. The, that canteen bar only takes 250, 300 people, right? So that's Whoa. like, so it's no... a tiny percentage. So that's really? a tiny percentage, which is why I want to keep it that, maybe get something on board, maybe get, so, do what would be the equivalent of a VIP pass for a surcharge, or whatever that be, 15 quid or whatever. Yeah. And that get you in. You'd have the cantina bar, you get the toilets upstairs, try and get some entertainment involved in that. Maybe thinking about a VIP sort of platform at the other side, because we obviously don't have a balcony anymore. And then that gives people, maybe you get a wee bar in there, a private bar and that bit as well. And that gives folk a lot to say, hey, okay, I want to pay that wee bit extra. Yeah. And go up maybe a Star Wars geek, or maybe just someone who fancies yeah. that to go up a bit more comfort and go up to the toilets and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. And, then, and then trial it for the first year. And then we can build on it and see where it goes. See what works. Because they would do, like, you get two options, otherwise you open it, 
and you get home to ten thousand dollar a nightmare. Absolute carnage for me. You just ruin everybody's experience even trying to get there. Yeah. Or close it, and then like, well, that was a loss here. Yeah. That was a loss here. A room that people would have been happy if they paid to be back straight to one. So yeah. still thinking that over. So some sort of. But the reason I'm calling it a forum pass is not just be wanky and say it's not a It's like I'd like to keep it to the forum. So it's a case I'm not going to announce it on fucking Instagram or right. uh, and Facebook or try to be like selling the film, like going to the forum and saying, listen guys, yeah. you, you're, this community, this community's grown quite substantially over the last year. Let's say we're all quite friendly over here. Let's try and keep it like that. So yeah. when we go into that bit as well, it's like, fuck you are. Rich credentials and fucking yeah. Craig Smith and fucking Dominic <laughs> Cole. Like, I mean, like the guys that you've yeah. never met. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know all these guys, but I don't know them. Yeah, you're just like these, name, these names that have, that have stoked this community as well. You're a bit like, okay, you can go in there and be like, hey, fuck, you're the guy who like, you recommended the album, and it was shite, so <laughs> you recommend the album, it was brilliant, I mean, that community about it as well, which is like, can be a difficult thing to, to create yeah. outside the forum to have been done personally know these people. No. So, aye. Um, that, that's a plan for that. Awesome. Well, that's me personally taking it off. Very big I'll take all time of 50 tickets. To moving away from Domination a second, uh, who are you looking forward to this weekend? Oh, fuck me, man, this weekend. That's a load, that's a ridiculous. Oh, it's ridiculous. Nuts, it? I mean, I'm, I'm good friends with the, the three main author, James uh, Jock and Sai. And James is a book I've listened to the trees. Yeah. And we got on quite close and we'll talk behind the scenes about band availabilities and fees and all that kind of jazz. And, and this year for whatever, because he's always had good lineups and I've always been happy to this year, but there was just a run of something this weekend that's just fancy. It's fancy I mean, tomorrow isn't so, it goes into like Bosk, Amin Ra, and it maybe she will win to cool, cool. Why couldn't they do better? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I think, I think over the full weekend, there's like, there's only like envy. And if you had like a wee loss to see the Russian circles that you could even add to this, make it yeah, better. I, I absolutely just, agree. It's as if everyone that I've spoken to about this lineup says, if I had a festival, it's as if they've plucked all the bands out of my head yeah. that I want to see and plucked them in yeah. a row. Yeah, it just, I don't know. And then like right through some of that, like, we joke about it at the forum as well. I try not to listen to any new bands because they're fucking in the clash with the batch of Yeah, you was And I don't yeah, know, no, I, I don't know, the respire, I don't know, the clash of joke people. I'm like, this fucking yeah. band are incredible, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just thought, I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Cause I want to go and see, I, like, I'm going to go see Amon Ryan anyway, but I don't want to see Amon Ryan thinking of the band that would also be playing are amazing. I mean, I just want to enjoy them. Not even have that wee tug at the side of the brain, because you know what you could be listening to? <laughs> so, I it's a fucking line-up is spectacular. And I'm glad to see they've, they've not been in yet to the actual set, but ultimately I know where, where this is in comparison to the car park now. It looks like it's, it looks like it's going to be rain or shine, it's going to be flatter, it's probably going to be less um, bottlenecks and wee bits, you know, used to be between the two stages. Between the two stages, yeah. Get stuff like that, and they're getting wee bit ropey there. So I hope this uh, new lineup really works for them as well. So it looks, uh, looks fantastic. I'm looking forward to a fucking fantastic weekend. Awesome. Okay, uh, last question, because I know I just want to, like, you want to go and watch the <laughs> no, bands, I'm so talking, you? <laughs> um, So, what next for What next for Damnation? Well, as I say, hopes and dreams. Hopes and dreams. Well, the hope is, the hope is for this year's to sell it out, and to sell it I don't mean just to get to the maximum available number of tickets that we can do, because we probably won't 
squeeze it to that because there's going to be a feeling out process in that first year. I don't want Green to ruin the, the, free, the festivals the first year. I mean, so we'll probably get to a number that we feel that we're comfortable with. Like um, Leeds when you yes. lowered them. Yes, exactly. What year did you go? Was it uh, 2014 or 8? Uh, I can't remember the first year. I think it was 15. 15? Was, was that after? Did you see both for? Oh, you've seen the books for a fucking yeah. I've seen it really in yeah. I've seen it really in your head you could have crowd something outside <laughs> <laughs> I say aye ultimately so what happened is we had, we had the year in 2008 and it was really fucking busy and we cut the capacity but we're only really quite sure well, I see you cut the capacity the capacity just got up because not enough people came so we had a few years when we actually went down to just the, the small stages oh, and then we get, we get back up to the 2014 boat front blade back up to the 4,000 capacity a lot of complaints after that about people just not getting into rooms but right. you can imagine the way damnation you just experienced with an extra thousand people in it I mean, the main oh. stage is always fine but everywhere else is a fucking yeah. shit show so there was, a, there was that and it's just the worth, you could look at it and see you get an extra 500 people paying £65, which fucking is a lot of money. And uh, you can see you can have that in your pocket right now, and you can see that's good business. Or you can say, well, what if you lose a thousand people and never come back to your festival for the next 10 years? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's doesn't it compare. So, you've got to think of the long term health of the festival. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can I mean, still get people fucking more than it's about 2008 and they're back. Like, how much has changed since 2008? I mean, we've been doing it for like three or four years. Give, yeah. us, a, give us a second chance, And if you still don't like it, then acceptable, right? But like, it gives a chance to show that we learn from the lessons. It's not like we never, it's not like we've fucking went in the forums or uh, the page and said everything's always been perfect. Yeah. Like, we've never done that. So, yeah, like, um, it gives a chance to learn from the mistakes you made. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Again, that comes back to my point about saying I think people really appreciate the fact that you are open on this. Yeah, it, and that, that people do appreciate the fact that. But, like, I mean, my next question would be what time is the uh, fire alarm playing this? Oh, <laughs> You know that it's something you can get. But that, no, it was good. No, it, it's not ended up being a bit weird about that. that it became it such, became a thing. It became such a meme <laughs> that when it did happen, almost people had a smile on their faces. Like I was not smiling. Okay. So I was like fucking get back. Because two bands are playing in the middle of that. You need to go back and like, try and piece the pack, the, the, the sets back together. Can they finish the last song? Can they finish the last song? The, what happens the rest of the day? You're trying to knock on all the clashes are going to happen. But ultimately, people are a bit like, ah, well. And it was such a. It was such a random thing. It was ultimately like when when the venue had the four stages up running, they were using the smoke machines. It was just overpowering the system. And nothing to do, nothing to do with somebody in a toilet smoking a fag in it. It was, it was just that the the, the, the haze machines and that were just overpowering the system. The, the building just must have thought something's going right here. <laughs> <laughs> Something's not right here, so, so and they just kept fucking triggering the fire at the exact same time as well, which was weird. It was like, but it was like five past one or something. So, but then after that, it just never happened again. So I don't know, I don't know what the situation was, but it, even by the third time it happened, they managed to shut it down quickly. I was like, for fuck's sake, man! <laughs> fucking hell, it's hard enough. Know what I mean, honestly, we just, I just couldn't stop. Everyone was just laughing about it. We yeah. just, aye, 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 so I don't get me wrong. I'm sure the Manchester present its own problems, but I say. <laughs> We'll try and get over there the same way we did with the firearm. Awesome. Okay. Um, anything else you want to add? No. No. Thank you for your time. Thanks for showing the interest in damnation. Thank you so much for the interview. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. it was uh, putting up with my uh, amateur questions. Uh, no, listen, not at all. <laughs> I want the questions. All like, uh, I want questions on the exact same as we call professionals. Ask. I'd also need to ask for the cantina bar. Oh, yeah. So you've, so you've got that one under your belt. And. Uh, I feel that's like if you're listening, watching, reading, whatever's going to happen with us, 
qui est assez long, c'est pour Foundations, un spécial événement. Je ne sais pas si c'est un bias point de vue, mais c'est great. Vous offrez au UK, le fait que le UK est juste avec le biggest indoor metal event sur votre doorstep, bien que vous ne vous travaillez pas. Je travaille avec France Fire Festival, je travaille avec Portugal pour Ampli Festival. Je ne veux pas travailler dans des places pour des bonnes gigs. Le fait que vous avez des gens, vous pouvez vendre des choses facilement juste pour Manchester. Absolument. Il ne faut pas aller à Glasgow, London, Leeds, tout le monde, tout le monde, tout le monde. Sheffield, yeah. but here we are, it's an underground scene, I understand the people who are skin, I understand the people who stung badly by a lot of the events, but put your trust in damnation as well, somewhere along the line, some of your favourite bands are going to show up on your doorstep, you know what I mean, yeah. save you hundreds of pounds in hotels and because it will get a track record for it, if you were the person who wouldn't see boat for a festival, we've done it, you're the other person who wouldn't for carcass to come back to me, we've done it, so, yeah. Some of these extreme metal bands, like uh, the Imperial Triumphants, are only coming, or your post-rock bands like Wheel Lost to See, are only coming because Damnation is bringing them. So yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's an event worth supporting, even if you're a wee bit on the fence, but like, ah, I like two or three bands, but I'm not that fussed for the rest of it. Those two or three bands will be excellent for 60 quid. Yeah. You're going to have a good day, it's a great community, it's a great fucking event. Support it in the next year, maybe nine of your favourite bands that are playing that rain. Yeah. So, well, I have fucking ticket. <laughs> From a personal point of view, I absolutely agree. I mean, I dragged we, three of us go down every year without even seeing the lineup. Yeah. I wanted to get every year. I yeah. think it's one of my favourite festivals. And like I say, I, it takes us. Well, one of the, the drive home from Leeds to Reading was the, one of the worst drives you've ever The first year we went, it was just horrific. <laughs> but it's awesome, wasn't it? It's but it, that's it's the thing, but I. I could not wait to do it again. Uh, I've sat inside the air, airport lounges after fucking 11 days at Hellfest this year, <laughs> and I swear to God, no one in the world ever get me to go back two days later. Where's the ticket? Where's the tickets on sale? So, aye, listen, which makes these events so special as well is people go and really let go, don't they? Yeah. We're oh, walking mortgages and fucking kids and job commitments and that, and you go to something like that, and good with that because it's different in the sense it's that 12 hour blowout. You get a lot of folk that don't really want a day two or day three, they just want to no, come up. No, just one day, let brave. I mean, you know my people complain to me and they say, oh, that Friday killed me last year. Like, how is four bands on the Friday different? Like, a full day on the Friday Bloodstock at that time. <laughs> I mean, like, if you go for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and another event, but uh, Damnation's like, you put on four bands on Friday <laughs> and you ruined my Saturday. I'm like, I'm not ruined your fucking Saturday, did I? <laughs> You're twitting on two good events, Kev, that's aye, the problem. Aye, <laughs> People just get, and myself included, you just get excited about it. It's November, there isn't a whole lot happening about it. You just go and smash it, and you're a bit like, then you make up your eyes, sharp 40, I should uh, Oh, yes, oh my goodness. Yeah, first year we went, just could not believe it. Aye, the people that miss the bands that go and see as well, you're like, guys, we're better than this. It's like, it's, listen, I've done that. All those festivals I was mentioning, like, like your, your Ozfest 2001, 2002, 2003, and you're young and you're full of spunk and you drink too many Jaegers in the morning, you wake up like, ah, I miss fucking Devil Driver. And, uh, and uh, but, but like, like, Damnation's not that group, you know what I mean? People <laughs> <laughs> uh, be, uh, with Damnation, oh, when I, when I saw Exodus and Bradford in 1983, you know what I mean? But why are you still sleeping at six o'clock now? <laughs> because you can't handle your drink, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how many decades do you need? <laughs> That's another thing I like about Damnation, the fact you go and it, the, the friendliness of the festival, I mean you, there's such a range of people to yep. go, yep. you get like 
kids that go off and kids there and then you've seen like yep. 60 year olds yep. and everyone in between but it's good for that as well because you get there's, there's, a, there's a good side in the community side that we're talking about and going there and feeling that safeness inclusiveness and people everybody just be a bit like no there elbow away in front of you, you fucking spill your drink or be a bit of a dick about it. And then there's a, there's a difficult when you're promoter, as we get a demanding crowd, because people are experienced, they're mature, they're not willing to take shit. Yeah, no, exactly. I've been treated like fucking idiots. And you go to something like Slam Dunk, and that same venue at Leeds, like we were getting, like we get dogs abuse for 4,000 people, and I Slam Dunk at 6,000, right? And get praise, you know what I mean? Like 6,000 fucking teenagers, like, ah, fucking loved it, it was crazy. And like, it's, uh, that's the difference as well. So uh, yeah. it's got positives and it's got it's negatives. Like you get that that there's no thefts and sexual assaults and fucking people puking in fucking corners and yeah. arsehole's to security and all the great things that's good about damage to be able to have that. Yeah. But you also get moaning bastards. <laughs> like, my pint glass wasn't thick enough. <laughs> and I went to the urine and it smelled with pish. <laughs> You're like, well, that's fucking hell. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Spray the fucking toilets? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so, I, I, but I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it, obviously. It's like, it's just the fans you've got. And, it makes damnation what it is and it's, uh, it's something about that challenge as well of trying to appease an audience who kind of know better quite discerning uh, they're not going to just accept the first offering and shade yourself up it's like no we we know what our tickets money's worth we know what we want yeah. to see and we expect a certain level of event when we get there and we're not going to put up with less and if we do we'll get, you're going to hear about it and, uh, and there's something that's quite, quite rewarding when it works yeah oh absolutely and, uh, and like you say it's the, the, the beauty of that is the fact that you've now got this core, which means that you can take that and you can um, run with it. Not run with it, but yeah. as in, like, you you stay for the knowledge that you've got that hard work's all been done and you've got those people that would go every yeah. year. Yeah, but that, 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 we sold a thousand tickets in 12 hours. A thousand tickets in 12 hours. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, we've never done that. Never done anything like it, and when we put that first thing in the support, well, I, I feel like everybody's just had a really good damnation 2021. I feel like yep. a good vibe of the damnation. I feel like we're still riding the crest of the wave of coming out of the pandemic, and it was a real feeling that we want to be involved in supporting the live music scene. Yeah. And, uh, and we got the 1,000 tickets done in 12 hours, which was just like, somebody text me, a friend text me, and said, If you did 12 tickets per day between now and the first we've sold out, which after you've done 12 a thousand. And uh, 12 hours seems like they're just as obvious, that's not how it works. And I mean, no. what happens is you go for you go for a thousand to the next day doing. Oh, sorry. Oh. This is my wife for me. Uh, the next day you do 80 or 100, and then the day after that you do 50, and then you do 40, and then the treacle starts. And then it's a bit like, oh, you've done 10 a day, which is quite good. And then one other day you do 150, no, it's fucking great. And then, <laughs> then you go through, you're like, everybody's at one stop, you've been like, two. <laughs> yeah, everybody's at our tangent, you're one, you're like, right, okay. And I mean, this, 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 it feels so quick, it's exciting. But it builds up. You get, you get 12 months yet, it builds up. Next thing you're at 4,000, you're like, ah, oh, well, you know what, we've got a couple of months to go, a few months to go. It's like, everything's good. Yeah. But uh, at the start, that was good. And then 
I'm glad that that happened because if it never happened as well, like, I feel like after that period had passed and everybody realised how fucking skinny they were and how difficult were getting, the fuel bills were rising and everything just started getting more expensive and cost a lot <coughs> seemed to be what you just saw and heard and read about everywhere you went. It was like, they're really struggled. there'd be a big struggle with, uh, with people selling tickets now, uh, even for the major events. Yeah. And I think if we never had the thousand there, it would be the same, we were trying to get to two thousand now. And yeah. I was a couple of thousand away from breaking even. You're sitting there going like, that's a fucking astronomical. That's like a house and car price. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a bit terrifying. So that, that support is incredible. I understand why no everyone can just do it in the first day. But see, we did. See, let's say we sold, let's say we sold 6,000 tickets a day after damnation 2022. It's a promise, an absolute guaranteed promise that 2023 will be a better damnation, or stronger lineup than what will happen if we do the same. Thing because no one in the right mind, no promoter in the right mind is going out and offering the extra 10 grand for that special set if they don't have it. Yeah. And it's sitting there in the, in the bank, you know what I mean? When it's sitting in the bank, you can you can be involved with it. Oh, no, God, this is great, we're getting all sorted. But it's not there in the bank, you hope you're going to get it. Yeah. In April, yeah, well, maybe in April, but I mean, maybe that opportunity to get that band doing that set's already passed. So it's a, it's a tough one because you're asking people to buy into a I ain't a belief that they, they can't see. I mean, yeah. Like, oh, trust us to do this and we'll make sure you get it out. Like, and not 6,000 people aren't going to do that, but it turns out with damnation, 1,000 will. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Absolutely. 1,000 will be like, no, we believe. There's no bands in there. We believe what's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. Yep. And then the next week, we get Ministry, Converge, Atticate, Stain, Slaughter, and Soul, My Dying Bride, Pig yep. Destroyer. Moves in the front of yeah. fucking yeah. incredible lineup. Incredible lineup. It's, 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 it's absolutely <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Right. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want another drink, yeah? No, I'm. No, fuck, I'll have a drink. I'll have some yes. drinks. Right, let's.